Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, 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 good people. It is Monday, August the 29th, 2022. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up, Ray G. And for that, we appreciate you. Yes, Wheezy in the background. We're feeling good this morning. I hope y'all are feeling good, baby. Hope y'all had a good weekend and you're ready to talk some NFL, some college, Mike Anderson, some NBA. Where's Mike A at? Mike A, you in the building? There he is. I knew he was in there. Mike Anderson in the building. Good to see y'all, man. Who we got in the building this morning? Mike A, I see my man Ike off the line fantasy. Make sure you tapping it in. Johnny's in the building. Dynasty Barry, Shane, Joe, Ricardo. Who else? We got Cole in the building. Lindsey Mack. Nick, Jeff, what's up, Jeff? How you doing this morning? Andrew, Shane, Joe, got a good crew in the building. 160, 160 strong. Smash the thumbs up button, like it, subscribe, comment for the algorithm. Shout out James Cole World in the building. It's a good day, man. I'm feeling good. The Achilles is getting better. I get this damn thing off uh, tomorrow morning. So hopefully old GQ will be a little more mobile uh, here in the next couple of days. But really quickly, uh, if you're new to the channel, if, if you've been here for a while, make sure you tap into Destination Devi Radio, the 40 guys. Jay, did they put out a trade show this morning? Is the trade show out, Jay? Yeah. Trade show, it's 40 suppo- It's supposed to be, so let me go uh, check uh, Go check. Go check the podcast feed. Mike and Adam doing dope stuff on the DD umbrella. Got some, some updates for you. Look, I'm trying to be more prepared here. So just giving you all a quick preview of what's coming from the channel this week on Wednesday. I will be hosting this show by myself. I'm kicking Jay Rich off the stream. It's all GQ. We're going to do a 2022 college football preview where we kind of look at some of the top-rated prospects, the games you should be watching this coming weekend because we got some damn good ones uh, this Saturday in the college football landscape. Also, on Friday, I will be out. I'm trying to go on vacation. We're going to try this again. Just a quick little trip. So Jay Rich is going to host the show with Elliot Chris from Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life. He's going to do a live Q&A with my man EC, betting extraordinaire, doing stuff with Matthew Berry and a dope team over there. So Jay Rich and Elliot will be holding down the fort by themselves on Friday. So make sure the show doesn't go too far off the rails without me. And then I come back from vacation on Monday. So we're probably going to do a special Monday night Live stream, uh, wake up or go to sleep or turn down or whatever you want to call it. We'll probably do that Monday night when I get back to recap the games uh, from the from this uh, upcoming Saturday from the college football world. So just a quick little preview of what we got coming content wise from the channel. And uh, Jay Rich, how you doing, my friend? 
I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, I'm excited for the time to do with Elliot. It'll be good. It'll. I've already have my jokes prepared for when you're not there. So I've been, you know, working on some things. So I think people are going to like it. But uh, good morning to you. And I just need to tell you that it's so difficult when you're doing your big, long good morning to not interrupt you in the middle, knowing it will blow into your headphones. So uh, I'll just let you know that I'm doing you a favor right now. But maybe one day I'll surprise you with a little something. something. Man, but, uh, I like I'm excited my to be intro, here. Man. And good like morning to the people. Intro. You're changing like it intro. now. So new season, new intro. Mm. I'm liking it. All right, man. Uh, I don't have the show sheet pulled up. What are, what's do you have news? I have news today. There's actually a lot of news. Some some bigger news, some smaller news. So we can get into it in a minute. But uh, yeah, man, I'm excited for the show. Good morning to everybody, and let's get the show rolling. All right, let's do it. Straight facts with Jay Rich. Let's go. So we're starting off with Najee Harris, the Pittsburgh Steelers running back, who told reporters yesterday that he actually suffered a Liz Frank injury, a sprain to his foot. The timetable for these injuries, you know, in his severity was roughly four to six weeks. He's at the four week mark right now. And that's part of the reason why we saw him play some more in the preseason game yesterday. You know, preseason week three, you don't expect to see a starter like Najee Harris getting reps. But even told reporters on top of that, that he is not quite gelled with his offensive line yet. And so that's part of the reason as well why he played some extra snaps yesterday. So monitor that situation, but he also did suffer a Liz Frank injury in college and didn't miss any games. So he should be okay. You know, we, we know that those injuries can be really bad, but it's not, it's, it comes down to the severity. And in the case of Najee Harris right now, he's looking like he's on track to be fine to start the season. Now in that same game, Deontay Johnson suffered a shoulder injury and was taken out of the game early. He caught a 38-yard pass down the sideline, a great pass from Mitch Trubisky, but left the game with a shoulder injury. Mike Tomlin said at halftime that it's not supposed to be serious, so he should be okay today, but a little bit concerning to see him and TJ Watt leave that game. You know, we don't always like to see them play, but when they do, we hope they don't get injured, J- but both of J- them are Rich. supposed to be fine. Jay Rich, yes. uh, this, is, this is Deontay Johnson. Did you see this tweet that I put up? <laughs> this is Deontay Johnson, every game. Off the cart, sideline, then he scores a touchdown. This is Deontay Johnson every damn week. Sorry, It's what you have to deal with, but he's still going to get his 150 targets, so he'll be okay. Go ahead. Um, The Athletic reports that would be optimistic to bank on J.K. Dobbins to have a heavy workload to start the season. Now, again, we were concerned initially that he may not start the season at all and potentially be on the pup. Now it's Gus Edwards who's actually on the pup, and we'll probably see a heavy dose of Mike Davis and J.K. Dobbins splitting reps early in the year. But by the time, you know, the season kind of gets going, we expect J.K. Dobbins to take that full that full workload on. But do not expect it to be too much early. think it's kind of be kind of a committee initially. And then slowly, hopefully, J.K. Dobbins will take that role over completely. Um, Packers tight end Robert Tanyan has returned to practice or will return to practice this week. I think, you know, this is a little bit notable because we don't know who's going to be the primary targets for the Packers. But I think that Robert Tanyan is a guy that we need to remember. A guy who had 11 touchdowns in 2020, 58 receptions, and I believe almost 600 yards. So a guy who can definitely gel and work with Aaron Rodgers, a dude he's very comfortable throwing the ball to. So do make sure that you remember Robert Tanyan. And, and if the opportunity pre- presents itself, try to get him on some of your rosters because he could be valuable down the stretch. Sam Darnold has a high ankle sprain. He's out four to six weeks. Not that we really care, but kind of sucks for Sam Darnold. Lost his job and sprained his ankle in the same preseason. Russell Gage, who was supposed to be back from injury by now, or at least people thought he would, with a reported minor hamstring injury, still has yet to return to practice. So definitely monitor that situation if you do own Russell Gage. We hope he can come back to practice soon, but the problem with some of these soft tissue injuries is that they can linger into the season. 
So watch that, monitor that, and we will be taking a closer look to that because we have Mike Evans, we kind of have Chris Godwin, and then Russell Gage is supposed to be that third piece in the offense. If he's not available, curious to see what that means for Tom Brady, but hopefully it just means a lot of work for Mike Evans like we projected early. Geno Smith was officially named the starter for the Seattle Seahawks after Drew, after Big Cock Lock threw three picks in his preseason debut. Cam Akers, on top of that, apparently is not running at full speed, Ray. I'm not sure if you yeah, saw this. I don't this, know. I don't know what's but this. Sean McVay had a quote saying, Daryl was able to run full speed today. We're able to work out in the grass. Cam wasn't able to do that. Now, that's a little concerning because everyone was like, oh, Cam Akers is good. He's ready to go. He should be fully healthy. Right. And now we're getting reports that he's not even able to run fully. That's kind of concerning. You know, we still got two weeks, so we'll see what happens. But to hear him not even at 100%, not running at 100% quite yet, is a little concerning, but we'll see what happens. But it looks like Daryl Henderson could be the guy who maybe could start early in the season to have that full-time role. Tom Brady yesterday was named the number one player on the NFL Top 100. Ray, I bested you. I believe it was 8-7 yeah. to seven was our final you tally did. of players in the Top 10 of the Top 20. You did. I'm not sure if you were more accurate than me, but it was close, and I did slightly edge you out for that. You did. And then the, uh, the worst piece of news that we heard yesterday was that Brian Robinson was shot yesterday. He's in stable condition with non-threatening injuries to his lower extremities. Uh, no further updates right now. I know that Ron Rivera put out a statement saying that B-Rob wanted to thank everybody for their thoughts and prayers. Our thoughts and prayers out to him as well as he goes into his road to recovery. We don't know the severity. We don't know what's going to happen with him, but our prayers are with him and his family and the team, and hopefully he will be just fine. Yeah, that's a sad situation. It's just like, that's scary as hell, man. Um you know, there's there's limited information out there. Anybody claiming that they know is full of shit, right? They don't know. They know. We know as much as been released to us in the public. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, but that's a that's a scary and an unfortunate situation for any player. Uh, for Brian Robinson, it looked like he was. It looks like he's pushing for the starting job. I believe hours before that report came out. The report was he's pretty much going to be the starting running back, right? Yeah. Um, and now, not knowing the severity, not knowing where he where the wound was, like we don't know, right? He could yep. could be back in a couple of weeks. Could have been grazed. Fl- who knows, right? All all I know is the the most important thing is hopefully uh, Brian Robinson's able to to get back to doing what he loves to do, right? As yep. soon as possible. Just scary, man. Scary and. In daylight, broad daylight, it looked like. I mean, I just scary. I think it was as like hell. six p.m. or something. Yeah, was yeah. So just, yeah, pretty early. Just scary as hell, and unfortunate for um, unfortunate for him. Also, one piece of news that that we didn't talk about was the Bills punter that was released. Yeah. Um, Matt, is it a Ariza? I believe Ariza. Uh, this you know, big time talent out of San Diego State, and uh, civil lawsuit of uh, gang rape and. Some some sort of sexual assault uh, with him. Yeah, to a minor too. To a minor in yeah. college, and I don't feel bad for him uh, or anything like that. That is, um, those are serious serious allegations, and the Bills knew about those allegations. Uh, yeah. Prior to releasing some punters, and it's just a cautionary tale that you know, uh, you just just do not put yourselves in those situations, folks. Like. You know, you see so many young, talented kids get get caught up in in stupidity in college, and you can't you cannot play around with stuff like that, man. I mean, I don't feel bad or anything. Like that's just it's a very, 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 very 
if true, disgusting situation, and he doesn't deserve to play in the league if that if that does, in fact, end up being the case. But the Bills punter was released, and a lot of people, Jay, are asking about, you know, I saw a lot of people on Twitter talking about, oh, you can't talk about the fantasy implications of, of Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. And I'll just say, if Robinson doesn't play, then that's good for Antonio Gibson's fantasy stock, right? Like, that's... Just being obje- that would be good for for Gibson. I do think they would still probably bring in a running back because they only have two, right? I guess you got Jarrett Patterson yeah. there. If he's um, still on the roster, if yeah. he's, he if may he's stay still on the, on the roster. roster. But again, I think it's a little too early for us to go one way or the other because we just don't know. You know, the severity of his injury, the length of the recovery. Most importantly, we want B Rob to be okay. But you know, people are drafting and people are getting ready for the season, and that's. That is the unfortunate timing of the world that we live in. And this is, you know, this is good for Antonio Gibson. It, it's not good for yeah. him that Brian Robinson was 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 injured uh, and, yeah. and shot. That's terrible. But being on the field and playing, it has to be a boost up for Antonio Gibson, at least getting on the field and being able to, to provide fantasy points. Listen, nobody's not going to start Antonio Gibson in fantasy leagues because of the injury to Brian Robinson. So uh, we'll see what, what Washington ends up doing if they bring in a veteran running back, if Robinson's going to be cleared and ready to go by week one. I don't know. I think the season is what 10, 11 days away. Uh, so yeah, if you have Antonio. It's kind of hard to imagine you know? that B Rob wouldn't be on the pup, right? Just for the sake of his I don't, own I don't know. I, I legitimately is, right. So I mean, I don't know. But you know, you think about if you get shot in the leg, like you're probably going to need at least four weeks to get. I right. don't know. So, I don't. We're not even we'll going to speculate on the time. I don't yeah. know how long. I've never been shot yeah. in the leg. I have no clue. There is no injury doctor out there that's telling us the recovery or any of that. All I know is, from a fantasy football perspective, uh, this was probably uh, the only thing that was going to get Antonio Gibson on the field early, based on all the reports that we saw. So this is not victory lap season. This is none of that. This is just fantasy football, right? What do you do? What do you do now? Mm. If you have a Gibson, if you have a Brian Robinson— you 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 put you stash B Rob you pray for the best and you roll Antonio Gibson out there if he's in fact named the starter which I believe I mean yeah at this point it, he's at has this to be, point right? that seems like that's what yeah, that's until we be. get new information until we get new information there it is and you touched on the uh, top one hundred here you go here go the top ten players uh, as voted on by the NFL peers right this is not fantasy this is not Madden ratings this is what the NFL said. The top 10 players are at 10 was Travis Kelsey. We both missed on that. Did not have him inside our top 10. Jalen Ramsey at 9. Patrick Mahomes, 8. Devontae Adams, 7. TJ Watt, 6th. JT at 5. Cooper Cup, 4. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Donald, and Tom Brady at number 1. Tom played a little bit in that final preseason game, too. All the damn starters yeah. did for the Bucs. They played a little bit. So, uh, yes, you did best me. With the top 100, because uh, I did not have Jonathan Taylor, and you did. We had the same. Yeah, we both had Adams. We both had Mahomes and Rodgers and Donald and Brady. But you win the top 100 challenge. Good job. And the GOAT at Thank one. You. How do you feel about that? I was surprised, to be honest, because the kind of the – I mean, I watched the whole thing, and the lead-up really made me think that they were going to put Aaron Donald at number one. Yeah. And and the weird thing is is that Tom Brady wasn't number one last year when he won the Super Bowl. So that was really surprising to see him number one this year. But I believe he led the league in passing, and he might have even led in passing touchdowns. Um, But Josh Allen not being in the top ten was very Yeah, that's puzzling. wild, bro. Like, that's wild. I, I get putting wild. him over Mahomes. 
we kind of debated that on the show, put like him versus Mahomes. And but again, it's like, it's kind of a legacy thing too. Like you got to really earn it. But to see Micah at, I believe 16 was pretty wild for a rookie to be that high on the top 100 list ahead of Debo Samuel, ahead of Justin Jefferson. That was crazy. You know, you just speaks to how much people respect him as a player, but definitely surprised to not see Josh Allen with two years of very elite production, not at least crack the top 10. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. I thought I thought Josh Allen was a lock for a top ten, um, but it is what yeah. it is. That's what the uh, that's what the NFL players said. So let's get into the preseason games and our final kind of takeaways and thoughts. We talked about Damian Pierce because that game was on Thursday, and yep. uh, I drafted in the Big Dog Bash. I drafted Damian Pierce in the eighth as my RB two, oh. I believe. Went zero oh. RB for a little bit and got Damian Pierce as my RB2 in the Big Dog nice. Bash. But Pierce is looking good. Uh, I want to start with the uh, one of the Friday games, the Patriots and the Raiders, Jay. Okay. <laughs> that offense is going to be brutal. Bad. It's going to be with the bad, capital D. man. And I, it's, I feel for Mac Jones. They, there, was, there were some NFL, uh, former NFL players, and they talked about the, the concepts that Matt Patricia called, like the 20 plays that Matt Jones was on the field, he like yeah. ran the same concept, like 17 out of 20 plays. And the Raiders just would read, the second string defenders were just reading it. And they were like, you can't do this. You can't continue to call the same shit, the same concepts over and over again. And they were just talking about the lack of experience of being a play caller that Matt Patricia is and how it's true. Like, we sit back and think, oh, it can't be that big a deal, right? Just call the plays. But they were basically saying that the Raiders were just reading that shit. Just they knew where he was going. It was the same type of offensive concepts. Every snap, Mac Jones was back there. And none of the receivers could get it. It was just, this yeah. is going to be bad. I, I am very fearful for everybody in that offense outside of Ramondre and Damian Harris. It's going to be bad, man. It's going to be bad yeah. unless they unless they can fix it, man. I don't want Patriots Nation coming at me. Maybe they can fix it, but I'm 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 talking to people with far more listening and watching people with far more NFL experience than me, uh, far more. And they were like, these concepts do not work. You can't call the same scheme ten times in a row and think it and think it's going to work, man. Yeah. Um, you know, Joe put the quote in the chat. I don't think preseason games are a real big indicator of what the team is or isn't one way or another. And so like the biggest thing with me, and that was Bill Belichick who said that is I'm hoping that he kind of takes the reins on the offense at some point. Like I'm hoping this is just kind of like a trial run for Patricia, a trial run for Joe judge. But why do you do that kind of now, offensive. man? Because Bill doesn't really care. And that's the problem, though, right? Is that like Bill doesn't really care. And I'm hoping he just takes the reins on the offense. And, you know, I know people don't view Bill as an offensive guy, but he's still been a head coach for like 30 years. So he has to have some idea of what they run on offense. And, you know, him and Tom obviously were very close calling the calling the plays and things like that. And, you know, we, we give Josh McDaniels a lot of credit, but it is a team system. And I'm hoping that Bill will take the reins a little bit on this. But overall, I mean, it's just it's scary to see what we could expect from Mac Jones, what we saw in college and what he could be at the NFL level and how good he looked last year as a passer, as a processor. But to see what the situation and kind of the hand he's been dealt now, we talk about guys like Kenny Pickett, who should be potentially drafted over him, have much higher upside than him. Like it's so bleak on what it could be. It's just hard to imagine they turn this ship fully around. Now I hope they do to some degree, but at the end of the day, like 
we can say a preseason doesn't matter, but when you're seeing results like this from these starters, these aren't like backups and stuff. Like we need to see something that gives us some hope to let us know that they are actually ready. And even in, you know, pre in training camp and all this stuff, there's other reports that the offense still isn't looking good. So we'll see what happens, but it's hard to imagine they fully turn it around early in the season. Maybe, you know, towards the middle back half, they kind of figure it out, but early in the season, it could be really rough for the Patriots offense. Yeah, man, it, it, it looked bad. I'm just watching them. And it was the starters versus the backups, second and third string. And they could not move the ball. Could not yeah. move the ball. Whew. All right, Jay, let's get to some, ex- some exciting, some exciting play, some exciting news. Uh, let's talk one Justin Fields, Jay. Let's talk one Justin yeah. Fields. Yeah, Fields, 14 for 16, 156, three touchdowns, got hit late sliding and apparently Justin Fields gets hits late, hit late all the time. But, uh, man, he looked damn good. He looked in command of this offense. You know, we know the weapons aren't good, but I, I think it's a good contrast. And I know you're a Justin Fields hater numero uno, but when the X's and O's break down, the, having that ability to scramble around, to move around in the pocket, to do some to do some different things is what makes Justin Fields awesome. And you see... Uh, you'll see his three touchdown scores right here, man. Just just absolutely dealing. You see a little Dante Pettis in there or Austin Pettis. I don't know which Pettis it is, but you see him putting the ball in between two defenders. And Justin Fields played a damn good game, Jay. How, how do you feel about this young quarterback going into year two with the Chicago offense? It's almost like the exact opposite of what we saw from Mac Jones. It's like we can say the preseason doesn't matter, but to see the way Justin Fields looked in this game, confident, delivering the ball on time, accurately, like this is going to build confidence for him heading into the season. And it builds confidence for us who like Justin Fields and think Justin Fields is a great quarterback that maybe, just maybe, Chicago won't be as bad as we hope. Now, again, they're going to see some more blitz packages, the offensive line. We'll see how it actually holds up to real defenses. But it's encouraging to see this out of Justin Fields. The weapons and and who's ultimately deployed on offense, we're going to see, especially at the wide receiver position. But I think we expect Cole Komet to have a big season. We expect, you know, something out of David Montgomery and potentially some of the other running backs there. And obviously, Justin Fields can still use his wheels to evade the pocket, move around out there and try and buy time for himself. I think it's just going to come down to is how much did he learn from last season holding the ball far too long back there? And is he able to kind of make that work with guys who aren't the best at separating We'll see, but it was very encouraging to see that on Justin Fields, and I think he's looking great heading into the season for week one. He's looking awesome, man. He's He looked good. It's it's one of those things where we talk about his preseason, right? So you got to take it with a grain of salt. But I'd rather, I'd rather my quarterback be making plays in preseason than not making nah. plays in, in preseason football. Uh, Jay, where do you want to go next? You there, there were a lot of... I mean, we can go Jets, Giants. Let's get the Battle of New York out of the oh, way. God. Let's get the Battle of New York out of the way. Uh, it, it's funny. I saw a tweet pop up because I was not watching this game. I'm just I was not watching this game, but I saw a tweet pop up that like the offense has never looked better with Joe Flacco, and then it's him. Oh yeah, molasses level rolling out to the right and tossing it directly to the Giants defender and interception. And I'm just like. Uh, uh, no, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Uh, Tyrod Taylor throwing picks. No Daniel Jones. Uh, Denzel Mims went off amidst trade rumors. <laughs> Denzel Mims. Denzel Him Mims. And Mike White hooking up for Man. seven t- seven receptions, 102 yards, and a touchdown. Mm. Denzel Mims, I think, was probably the star of this game. If there was a star I'd in been the, the star uh, battle of, the of New Jersey, yeah. I mean, he he looked, looked good. good. Yeah. He looked like he could be future 
wide receiver for the Chicago Bears in a couple of weeks. I mean, if I was the Bears, would you pony up a seventh round pick for one Denzel Mims with hopes that maybe he can do something in that offense? I don't know, man. He looked really good. But yeah, to your point about Flacco, he's supposed to be the savior for Elijah Moore. And he's out here telegraphing picks like he's throwing the ball away and just throws it right to the defender. Yeah. I mean, not one really, no one else really played in this game. I don't believe Elijah Moore played at all. I didn't no, see I much don't think... of Garrett Wilson. Mm-mm. It's mostly the biggest takeaway, I think, is the running backs didn't look very good at all. You know, you see Michael Carter was four for 10. Brees Hall did a little bit, but I mean, I don't expect much from this offense. I think the running game is what's really going to suffer, especially with Makai Becton potentially out for the whole season. That's where Man, we could see some problems. You see some for people team. tweeting out Brees Richardson. Did you oh, see no. that? They showed oh, like no. I'm just I'm just I'm just I'm just stirring the pot here, but they showed like all of Brees Hall's carries and they called him Brees Richardson. And I was like, that's very disrespectful. Don't you dare do that to Brees Hall behind this line. He's trying his best. Michael Carter fumbled. He played in the game. I don't believe Brees Hall did play, so that should signify uh how do you who, feel about who the that top backfield? dog is? Have you I, seen the reports? Brees, that, maybe. But have you seen the reports that Carter potentially is still the starter though? Sure, sure. That's fine. That that's know, fine. The, the ceremonial veteran start. Let him start the first two games. That's fine. Feels very Robert Sala. Yeah, yeah. You know? The veteran the veteran start. Right. I'm not concerned. By week four, Brees Hall should be the starting running back and should be doing damage. Like I'm not I'm not worried about that. I think a I don't believe Deshaun Corbin took a carry in this game. But Antonio Williams did. He got his ass lit up. I don't know if you saw that oh, hit. Yeah. He got his ass smashed. Fumbled Quan the Alexander, ball yeah. by Quan Alexander. Gary Brightwell played. Matt Breedick took carries. Deshaun Corbin might be the uh, might be a nice little sneaky pick. You know, in deep yeah. dynasty leagues, you get you some Deshaun Corbin. Back up to Saquon Barkley. I kind of like it. I like Corbin coming out of Florida State. Played at Texas A&M. Things didn't work out at A&M. But I graded him on film as a top 10 back in the class uh, before the combine. Before the combine. Like in January, just film. I was like, he's got the talent to, if he gets an opportunity, he should be all right. So if Deshaun Corbin is chilling out there in deep leagues on waivers, pick him up. Trust me. Pick him up in dynasty leagues. Uh, Let's talk about Malik. Can we talk about Malik? Oh, baby. Can we talk oh, about Malik? Baby. Can we talk about Malik? 15 for 23, 131. He did have a touchdown to Traylon Burks. Four carries, 79 yards. Malik freaking Willis, man. Jay, what do you think about old Malik, man? We saw this run, right? This is yeah. this is what we want, right? This is this is where you, you know. You're starting to get some blood rushing down down between the legs <laughs> when you watch this for fantasy football, when you see him doing doing stuff like this, Jay. What do you think about old Malik, man? I mean, he looked good. And, I mean, this run really signifies exactly what Malik Willis can do. He looked faster than just about everybody on the oh, field man, he looked so play. damn fast, bro. And the crazy thing is it didn't even look like he was running full speed. Like, there was a couple points where maybe he was – but he was just kind of jogging out there. The way we see Lamar Jackson kind of just jogging out there. But, um, you know, it was impressive. And I believe, you know, he still took like four sacks and threw a pick. Yeah, but threw happen. a couple of really nice passes. And I think the bigger point is, is that was the NFL wrong on potentially Malik Willis and, and what he could be at the NFL level? I don't know. But for fantasy, maybe we shouldn't have been fading him as hard as we did. Because, again, not to say they should have been a first-round pick, but yeah. maybe he should have been an early second-round pick. And these guys sometimes are falling to the third round. And, you know, maybe he's not nothing. But you see the potential of what he could be if everything does come together. So definitely encouraging from another rookie quarterback in Malik Willis looking really, really good out there. You know, we talked about this on uh, 
last week that the NFL, they get stuff wrong, man. They get stuff wrong all the time. Do I think they got it wrong in terms of, like, should he have been a top draft pick? You know what I mean? Like, no, he's still got a ways to go, right? He still has some growing that he needs to do. But the most encouraging thing and the bigger takeaway is you see the talent. You see the athletic ability. And more importantly, man, and I remember saying this on this show. After I left the senior bowl, what did I say? After seeing Malik in person and being around them— I remember telling you day one, as soon as you got there, you saw Malik Willis and then you saw everybody else gravitating to him, right? Like anywhere Malik Willis went, teammates were around him. They wanted to talk to him. He's he's coaching. He's got that leadership quality about him. You know, when I coaches love that. And when I when I was there, like Sam Howell was there, Desmond Ritter, Carson Strong, Kenny Pickett, nobody was around those guys the way that they were gravitating towards Malik Willis, man. And you hear this constant story about him from everybody that was either at the Senior Bowl and saw him, everybody that was at the NFL Combine. They talk about his work ethic. They talk about his character. They talk about the things that you can't measure in a database, in a spreadsheet. And it seems to be what you're hearing about him in camp. Like, everybody wants to be around him. He's got the work ethic to grow, to learn. It's probably not going to happen this year for Willis. Ryan Tannehill is a oh, starter. No. He's going to be the starter, and they're not pulling him out with the with the team that's going to contend for a playoff uh, playoff push, right? But Ryan Tannehill is expendable after this season, and you know, if they're not in a position to get a young a Stroud, a Levis, or a Richardson, you might as well see what you have. It's this. It's no different than Davis Mills, right? You got this yeah. young quarterback that's very talented, that's obviously going to put in the work. Let's give him a shot. Let's give him a year opportunity because if it doesn't work out for Malik next year, the 2024 class, you got Caleb Williams, you got Quinn Ewers, potentially you have Tyler Buckner, J.J. McCarthy. You've got some talented kids that are going to be eligible for the 2024 NFL draft, and that's not including the 23 prospects that may stay and come back for their senior season. So, I'm encouraged by what I saw. I love the skill set. I love the talent. And uh, Jay, I moved them up. So in my like, you know, you did. Final, okay. I moved them up, man. I moved them talk up. Let me it. show you. Yeah, talk about it. I moved them up to uh, in my ranks to 16th in Superflex. So Scott really? Moore, Brian Robinson. Okay. So he's a early second round pick. Like I guess 16 would be like 203, 204 in rookie drafts. I have no problem taking him there. Like. I'll take him over Christian Watson and Spiller and yeah. Romeo Dobbs and Alec Pierce. Give me Malik. Let me just see what I have in Malik. He's the ultimate lotto ticket, man. If he hits and he gets to start, I mean, even this stat line right here, Jay, I mean, how many fantasy points is this? 131 yards, one touchdown, 79 yards. Like, you'll take that, right, for your QB2. Like, you don't want yep. that as your QB1, but you'll take that. So, uh, oh, impressed 100%. with Malik Willis. Traylon Burks also got busy. Traylon Burks, dude. His hands are massive. The touchdown, like, when he grabbed the ball, that crossing route, his hands were just, like, engulfed the football. And then you see that speed. Like, you saw the excel. If he gets in the open field, it's a wrap. I don't care what he ran at the combine. I don't care what that number is. He gets in the open field, Traylon Burks, it's a wrap. He's a tank that can move, man. Like, this is—he's a beast, bro. Yes, Cole World said he would have scored from 80. 
Yeah. He was gone. Nobody dude. tried to nobody tried to tackle him. They didn't they want knew those he was problems. They, they did they not didn't want they those made problems. the decision, said they were not trying to go after him. But yeah, you're right. Traylon did look really good. And on that pass, that was, I believe, the sidearm pass, right? Where Malik Willis threw it around the defender who was coming hey, right in his face. Hey. And he made the play. Obviously, Traylon caught that pass. It was a and made family it program, Joe. Family program, Joe. Not talking <laughs> about them thick hands. Family program. But he looked good. That's why I'm still bullish on Burks. I still want Burks. You, you people don't deserve. Traylon Burks. Matt Kelly talked about the roller coaster. Y'all are cowards, yeah. man. Get on that damn roller coaster and ride the wave, baby, because it's going to be are a lot you, uh, more highs than lows. Are you buying into Andy Isabella's 5 no, for 115 yesterday? Not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No not. love. Absolutely No not. love for Andy Isabella's no. second-round pick no. out of UMass. No. Speed. Absol- maybe maybe could fill in for Christian Kirk. No. Or is that still for your boy Rondell Moore? All right, let's talk Sam Howell. Oh, Samuel Howe. Sam Howe balled out. Good night. Oh, Sam Howe had Sam a day. Have a day, Sam Howe. I mean, good night. Look at this. Look at these stats. Look at these stats. Let's box score scout this bitch. Look at this. 280, eight carries, 62 yards for Sam Howe. Look at this. Watch this, Jay. Watch Sam Howe scrambling around. Line can't block. Raven slipping <laughs> off of him. Rolling out right. Pump fake. Lump, get off me. Stumbling, rumbling, bumbling. Sam Howe. Look at him, looking looking good. You thought he was going to get sacked, right? Oh, Just piss, feels so Carson Wentz that he's like basically walked there. into a sack and then yeah, gets a, out of it somehow. Piss poor block, bro. Who's that? Is that Reggie Bonifon? Sam Howell, oh, what do you think like about Howell, man? Do you think Howell will get a shot at some point? Do you think he'll get a shot? I, I don't know if he'll get a shot, but, I mean, he also threw a touchdown pass. I didn't have space for that on the graphic, but he did look really good in this game. You know, he played the whole game, led the team in rushing. You know, Jared Patterson also had a pretty decent outing, for 11 for 47. But, I mean, it's hard not to like what Sam Howell did. You know, he did have his teammate in Diami Brown there, so a little bit of Diami Brown dropped a, a Sam Howell, like, 50-yard <laughs> touchdown pass to smoke. Perfectly just fumbled off his hands. Just, just dropped the shit, man. Classic, yeah. But um, then the other thing as well I think uh, is worth mentioning is that Jared Patterson also got some work in the receiving game. So if Sam Howell does start, maybe we see some dump-off passes to Antonio Gibson, B-Rob, whoever the pass-catching running back is for that offense. But does he get a shot? I don't know, man. Like, again, Baltimore's, like, third-string defense probably. You know, they got Demarcus Robinson going for 135 against the commander's defense. (laughs) I don't know, but Sam Howell looked probably the best performance we've seen from a rookie good. in preseason, in my opinion. He looked damn. He looked I really good. He, you said the, you said the best rookie this preseason or second best, best rookie performance in the preseason. I oh think. yes, yes. Okay, I don't know, Joe. Joe asked, why did all the QBs fall so hard? Draft capital. That's, well, no, that's she's why they asking fell why they fell. Like, why they got drafted. I- well, do you think the talent was there? Like, Sam Howell, the, he, the talent was there, and the raw talent was there. But at the Senior Bowl, you said it, and a lot of people I know, said it. Yeah. He looked bad, yeah. right? He looked bad. So the pre-draft process, you look bad, you're going to drop a little bit. You know, we know the issue with Malik Willis, the competition. Desmond Ritter, same type of thing. Leader, but not quite all the tools. They're fast as hell, but accuracy concerned. Like, you, yeah, he you threw saw two the reason too. why they fell. He yeah, threw he did two throw picks. two picks. So I get it, but in fantasy, I think you know maybe we should have given them a little bit more respect because of what they obviously can be based off these performances in the preseason. Well, and I I, I do still tend to sometimes the like, what's the likelihood realistically of Sam Howe, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett all being really really good in the NFL? Zero. Probably zero. I, I won't no, say zero. zero. It, dude, it's zero. Zero. What what are the chances that you get three quarterbacks in one drive class that are good? Like. 5% maybe, 
most of the time quarterbacks aren't anything. So you talk about a class that isn't very good. I would honestly be surprised if one of these but quarterbacks these is fantasy bought, relevant. Like, yeah, like, maybe. How many of them are going to be fantasy relevant in th- even three years? It could be. It could be none of them. It could be Pickett. Pickett's probably the most likely because he was drafted in the first round, potentially the future quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I mean, do we? We don't expect Malik Willis to be the starter for very long. No, if he is the starter. No. We don't expect Desmond Ritter to do anything. No, I, I think if probably. Malik, if if Malik so. can get the start, I think he can hold the job, man. I think Malik can. Ho- I'm looking at other. Look at some of these other quarterbacks. You're telling me that he can't hold a job? Drew Locke out there tossing three picks. Geno Smith. Geno Smith look awful. I mean, he's he's not good. I, I don't know, man. You know, talent, pre-draft process, but some players are just better on the field, man. You hear that about Jalen Hurts yeah, all sure. the time. All the time. Yeah. Jalen Hurts stinking it up in practice, and then the lights come on, and he just goes out there and makes he's plays, ready to right? Play, yeah. He's ready to play. I, I'm, I'm willing to take a shot on a couple of these guys. I think they're definitely going to get a chance. What's the... Long-term viability of them probably low, right? Probably yeah. low, but what well, I we saw expected from Howell, that, right? That's that's what the draft capital tells us too. What I saw from Hal and what I saw, what I've seen from Malik, these guys definitely should get a shot. I'm not if if there are three quarterbacks that if I'm going to take a shot on any of them, it's Malik, it's Hal, and then it's Kenny Pickett. And I don't know if you watched the yeah. Steelers game. He looked good, man. Kenny Pickett yeah. looked good, like the ball placement. Uh-huh. Again, he looked good. That's all. I, I get who it was against. I understand it's the preseason, but did you execute the assignment? Did you do your task right? And he did yeah. that. And he looked. He looks comfortable back there. He's going to have the weaponry to throw to. I like him. I like him a lot, Jay. I'm excited yeah. to see what Kenny Pickett can do in Pittsburgh with those offensive weapons. Now the line is still awful. It's it's yeah. terrible. But you're just talking about like quarterback play. Kenny Pickett looks all right, bro. That's the, like that was my big takeaway. I'm like Kenny Pickett's all right. He came he came in off the bench dealing like immediately dealing ball placement, tight windows, manipulating the pocket. He looked good, man. He looked good. Yeah, no, he looked very good. And I think you know, like we've talked about before on the show a few times, like Pat Fryermuth could be a pretty big piece in this offense. You know, he led the team in receiving obviously yesterday. Um, and I just think that we need to remember that like these younger guys like the tight end. So when Pickett does start. Sometimes you want those inside guys like the Chase Claypools, the Pat Firemoose, maybe a little bit easier to throw the ball to than a Pickens or Deontay Johnson at times. And so it's worth notable for sure that these guys could get some more usage when Pickett does come in. But again, outside of that, I mean, it was good to see Najee Harris out there catching passes, running the ball a little bit. But the story will always be the offensive line for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll see what happens, but I think that you're right. Pickett definitely looked good and probably deserves a shot to start early, especially if Mitch struggles. And I think, you know, it's all but solidified that Kenny Pickett is by far the QB2 and the uh, Mason Rudolph QB1 rumors are over. And he's apparently even got some trade interest from other teams, which is kind of surprising. Yeah, those are, those are, those are, (laughs) those are done. Those are done. What is this? Let's go to see what the people are talking about. I see this. What is, what is Steven saying? Love 90% of this channel's content. Just dead wrong on Malik and won't admit it. What are we wrong on Malik about? What? Tell us, Steven. What are we wrong? Tell us, Steven. Give us the good, Steven, since you know. Tell us. Maybe tell because us we were all out. So he's saying we're backpedaling on Malik when we were kind of all in on it's, Malik early here's on. My it's thing. just Let, let's talk playing about, the percentages. Uh, how would you, what would you, what do you want from your content creators? What do you want from, what do you want from us? 
I wish have you seen that Tyreek get Tyreek uh, uh, Tyrese? What more do you want from me? Like, do you want us to just dig our heels in and not change? Just be like, nope, we said this player's good, and I don't give a shit. I'm not changing at all. Or do you want us to say, look, like through the preseason, he's progressed, he's looked all right. Like, what, what do you want us to do? Like, I'm neither of us are are so. There are some people out there that are so prideful, right, that they they would just will not admit wrong, right? They just we were wrong, we were right. It's just my way or the highway. That ain't us. I don't give a sh- like. I don't care if you yeah. if you're out there playing well. Then I'm gonna go in here and we're gonna congratulate you. You look good, right? You're playing well. You get to get the thumbs up. You're playing bad. I love Traylon Burks. What did I do? Come on here and say the Traylon Burks is fat and out of shape, and he needs to get it together. And until he gets it together, it's gonna be a struggle. And what did he do? He got it together. All right, good job, Traylon. I mean, what do you want people to do? What do you, what, yeah. are, what are we dead wrong about? I just I'm truly curious, man. Holler at us, Stephen. Holler at us. What are we dead wrong about, man? Uh, the Dolphins, Tua. I, I thought about putting the clip, but I didn't want to hear all the people, Jay, <laughs> talk about it was underthrown. It was underthrown. Tyreek Hill is going to eat this year, Jay. That was my big takeaway, yeah, man. Yeah, he will. Tyreek Hill is going to absolutely feast with Tua Tungavaloa this season. And I'm excited, man. He threw a bomb out the gate. I think it was the first play of the game. 55-yard pass. Yeah, 55 air yards. Like, that's that's not a that's short That's a good pass. throw, like, man. Damn, people can say everybody can't like, be that's, that's Justin Herbert out here, people. Everybody doesn't have that in their arm. Everybody doesn't have a cannon attached to their shoulder, right? It's 55 yeah. damn yards. Over half the football field, he threw the goddamn ball accurately to Tyreek Hill. And you're complaining. What more do you people want out of Tua? He's not going to launch at 80. It's not going to happen. Yeah. If you're waiting for it's, the 80-yard pass from Tua, it's never going to happen. You're going to keep looked, waiting. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're going to be waiting forever. He's not going to do that. But damn, that was a good a good pass to, to, to Tyreek. And I didn't know, Jay, apparently Waddle's been dealing with some kind of injury, leg injury. Oh, really? Yeah, he That's had his good. shit wrapped up. And they said he hadn't practiced in like two weeks. Oh, wow. We must have missed that. I no, mean, I didn't but, miss it. You missed it. <laughs> The bigger thing, I think, to your point is that people only remember the the bombs to to Tyreek Hill from Patrick Mahomes. They don't remember all the ducks that he threw him to, where Tyreek had to kind of find the ball in the air. And that's something he that's a skill that he's developed for a long time. And obviously, he's one of the best in the world at it. Probably, if not the best in the world, just locating the ball, using his speed to get to it. So I think that's a big point here: is that as long as Tua can get it within his radius. He probably has a good shot of finding that ball. So that's the bigger point here is we want Tua to actually throw the ball downfield because he never did before. As yeah. long as he's throwing the ball downfield, he'll make some mistakes, he'll make some bad throws, but we'll live with the results because we know that Tyree Kill can make those plays down the field as well. Yeah, man. Um, the Minnesota Vikings game and the Broncos, I didn't watch it, Jay, so I'm just kind of looking to see who played. Did anybody watch that game? What was that, yesterday? I, was, I don't think anybody played in that did, game. Did anybody um, play? Yeah, I don't know if anyone played. I don't know if anybody watched it. I'm looking at it. It doesn't look like anybody besides Kellen Mond got on the field and he didn't do anything. Our guy, Kellen What was Mond. interesting, though, is I'm looking at the box score, and y'all can tell me because I did not watch this game at all, not even a clip, but I don't see any Ty Chandler, which – Maybe signifies Todd Chandler's made the team. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, we you talked about Ty Chandler. I mean, he was what, sixth, I think, in your film grades when you graded the he, he was high. Like really he was high. high. Really he was high. high. And he, he looks really high. good on film. So I don't blame you at all. It was just the draft capital. Yeah, draft capital. Yeah, we talked about Alexander Madison potentially a guy who could get traded and Ty Chandler kind of filling that role. We know Kiki in is it in Wangu? Oh, Ty Chandler did play. Somebody said Ty Chandler, so he just didn't get a carry. He did play. 
He oh, did so play. He's special teams ace then, Ty Chandler. Oh, grinder. Oh boy, is he a special teams ace? I don't see him in the in the stat log, but they said he did play, but he did not receive a carry, didn't get a rush. Um, yeah, Joe, maybe a badass really duo good. next year. That'd be a fast duo. That'd be a yeah. very fast duo. Five for fifty-five. Five for forty-four. Uh, NFL NFL stats is is screwing me over, but they said he played well. Five for forty-four. Good shit. Good shit, Todd yeah. Chandler. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, Joe. Could be a deadly duo, uh, depending on what um what happens with uh Dalvin Cook and I mean he's signed through next year, but good for them. Uh, preseason is over. Thank goodness we're done with preseason. I'm yeah. glad they cut it down to three games, Jay. Um, any major takeaways? Anybody that you're excited to see uh, from the rookies that impressed you the most during this preseason, or is it all just kind of like, uh, we'll see you come week one? I think I am excited to see Traylon Burks because Same. I don't, I still don't think I fully understand how they're going to use him. Yep. We do see reports that maybe he's not the starter, but I don't know if when the time actually comes and fire is on the ass that he's not going to be the starter. I he think, you know, he may be a little he bit was out there with Woods early. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he's out there with Willis, but I mean, I'm just curious how they utilize him, what his snap count's kind of going to look like. Because I, again, I, I love Garrett Wilson. I'm not so excited about the Jets offense. You know, yeah. I, I, I I'm waiting to see Jamison Williams. I know that Drake London's going to be good, but he still has Marcus Mariota throwing the ball. I think that, you know, with Ryan Tannehill, he could really find a role quickly in this offense. Could be a guy who gets started really early. So I think he's the guy I'm most intrigued by early in the season. Um, people talking about Pickens. I don't know, man. I think <laughs> I hate to say it, but I think Pickens is a little bit overrated. Just, you know, you see the clips and pushing guys over on running plays like, it doesn't really matter, but we'll see what happens with him. He's going to be a guy who's a hot topic. I don't know if he's still the favorite for Rookie of the Year, but he was at one point for some reason. But I'm sure that uh, those two guys will be pretty pretty highly valued early on and definitely have early opportunity on their yeah. offenses, outside of the obvious guys like Drake London and Breach Saul. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, we had our preseason. We get a week to we get a week to chill. But I'm telling y'all, this this weekend yeah, of we ain't uh, chilling that much. Well, no, because this weekend of college football is is going to be really fun. And I didn't show one of the highlights. Uh, one of the players that we all should be okay, Dynasty Dynasty Gamers, wake up, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention, because one of the top wide receivers in the class, Josh Downs, he had himself a game too this weekend. I just want to show this Josh Downs. You didn't see this touchdown, Jay Drake May, no, Josh Downs. Go get it, young Ooh. man. Yeah, Josh Downs is an absolute beast. I got him in uh, like my B-tier bucket for prospects. I think he's around wide receiver five, six for us, uh, for me right now going into the season. But Drake May and Josh Downs, it's going to be uh, – he's really, really freaking good. I think he had like nine yeah. receptions, 70-something yards, two touchdowns versus Florida A&M. Special teamer, fast, hands are ridiculous. Going to be going to be a big time wide receiver prospect. Excited about Josh Downs and super excited about uh, this college football season coming up. Uh, size concerns? Nah, not really. I think he's like 5'10", 5'11". That seems to be right around what the uh, what the NFL is looking for. Uh, so on Wednesday, like I said, Wednesday we've got the college football preview. I will be manning the ship by myself. Uh, kind of talking about some of the players in the games that we should be watching out for uh, this Saturday. And then Jay Rich will be back once again with EC 
uh, Elliot Christ uh, from Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life on Friday. And we're probably going to do a wake up or go to sleep, tuck you in the bed show Monday night once I get back from Mexico uh, to talk about uh, the the good college football matchups and the players and shit like that yeah. uh, from uh, for this past Saturday. So again, the forty uh, trade show is out today. Make yeah. sure you check that out. Uh, Eric and Scott Connor, Eric Vanek and Scott Connor put out uh, a dope podcast this past weekend. So go back and check out America's Game. Subscribe to the newsletter in the description link below. Destination Debbie website coming very very soon. We're gonna have oh, articles and and all alert. that. So yeah, we got to change the website a little bit. Yeah, we got a little. Website coming. Got to pay a little money to get a little website built, and we're gonna have a, a bunch of dope creators, um, articles, prop betting stuff, uh, Devi Dynasty, all kinds of good stuff. So the website is on the way. We got a super chat. We got some money this morning. Let's go. Let's go count yeah, that Stone. money. Rico, what's up? What's up, Stone? I don't understand why the community is high on CMC and low on Saquon. They both have the same issues: injury, O line, QB play. What say you? Um, I, mean, I don't think I they have the same concerns, honestly. I think that QB play is drastically shifted in yeah, Christian McCaffrey's favor. Yeah, I think it's it's still the Giants, man. It's Daniel Jones. Yeah. It's Kenny Galladay doesn't want to block. Kadarius Tony always hurt. I mean, I get what he's saying from a 10,000-foot level. Like, both of them have been hurt. Both of the offenses aren't great. But I still trust Christian McCaffrey a hell of a lot more than I trust Saquon He's still Barkley, and I trust the, the career pin- leader in points per game. Right? Yeah. Like that's just that's yeah. the truth. Like say what you want about CMC's injuries, old line, Baker Mayfield, still the career leader in fancy points per game. So Steven, I mean, we that's what trust him. Steven sent the super chat in. We still like you too. I just want to know where we were dead wrong. We still we still like you, Steven. We still like you. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the support. We still we still like you, man. We don't we don't dislike you at all, man. We love you. We appreciate oh, Ricardo you watching said, the show. Brian Dable or Matt Rule? Ray, who are you taking? Oh, Brian Dable or yeah. Matt Rule? Oh, easy, <laughs> Ricardo. What are you doing? What are you talking about? Hell yeah, the Brian Dable. The uh. Thousand out of a thousand times. Matt Rule, don't want yeah. him. Don't want him. All right, man. That's the show. We had a good one. Jay, anything else you want to say to the people before we get out of here? Lance McCutcheon. Get out of here. What are we talking about, Lance McCutcheon, man? Lance McCutcheon looked really uh, good, though. All right. Y'all have a fantastic freaking Monday. Make sure y'all wake y'all asses up with me on Wednesday. We're talking college football. College football, college football, college football, college football, and then tap in on Friday with my man Jay Rich. We appreciate y'all being here. Hit the thumbs up button, comment for the algorithm. Go make today great. We out of this thing. Peace.